This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Hey there, good citizens of Gotham City. You are listening to The Dork Knight, where each episode we discuss a different facet of the Batman. So things like his rogues gallery, awesome gadgets, the car, you know, chicks love the car. Uh, we tackle about everything from the comics, movies, video games, you name it. If it's Batman, we're going to talk about it. And uh, even uh, like today, we're going to talk about Catwoman Hunted. Yeah. So uh, some days uh, you can't get rid of the bomb or uh, <laughs> this movie bomb. Uh, I, I, I don't know. We, we, we have a lot of fun with this one. So today's episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee, where you can get some awesome flavors like Death by Chocolate. If you haven't heard, it's my favorite. And, uh, you know, today's episode is also brought to you by the Dorkening Podcast Network. Head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can see some amazing shows like Creator Spotlight, That Strange Show, The Horror Squad Podcast, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, uh, Throwdown Thursday. There's over 40 shows on the network. There's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedorkening.com, which you can see all the latest episodes of all the shows right there. And without further ado, uh, we're going to get the cat nip out and talk about some uh, Catwoman. Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. You don't need to tell the cat to shh. <laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> Shoot your it, fucking mouth! <laughs> it's it's a show about cats. Exactly. So. <laughs> Multiple cats. So, hey, welcome to the door. Okay. <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> that made it into the movie. <laughs> uh, hey, welcome to the Dork Night, where we tear apart everything about Batman. And, uh, you know, we're tonight we're going to be talking. You know what? Before I tell you what we're going to be talking about. Uh, let me introduce the awesome team that is Mr. Justin Cooper. How's it going, bud? It's going great, Leo. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Powerful, Brandon. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, gals. Hey, all you bad fans out there. Uh, we Boy, do we have a, a show about a movie today for you. <laughs> it's, it, it's a thing, huh? It is a, it is a thing. What, what, can I, what can I say about Catwoman Hunted? that isn't just explicitly stated uh in its running time it is it is an hour it's, and eight minutes. Right. <laughs> it's it is it is over an hour and um that may be one of the nicest things i have to say uh okay so uh catwoman hunted uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it's as bad as that but i'm like geez i think yeah. i know but <laughs> it's 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 um it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the official description uh, picks up with uh, Catwoman as she attempts to steal a priceless jewel. The heist puts her squarely in the crosshairs of both a powerful consortium of villains 
and the ever resourceful Interpol as well as Batwoman. So uh, we, um, or as I called her the entire time she was in the movie, Batman Woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's Batman Woman. <laughs> I kept them wanting to yell nine nine throughout the whole thing. I think I think there's a. So do you want me to do a, a breakdown of the characters that are in the film? Uh, please do. Okay. So we have uh, your cast, uh, Elizabeth Gillies, who is playing the voice of uh, Catwoman and Selena Kyle. So she she's uh, an up-and-coming actress. She was big on Nickelodeon in the early uh, 2000s. And uh, we have Stephanie Beatrice, who is huge right now after Encanto and all of that got big. She's playing uh, Batwoman or as... 9-9. Uh, 9-9! Uh, nine, nine. Nine, nine. In Brooklyn 9-9. I was getting there. So, yeah. Yeah, she, <laughs> she played... She was, she was Batman Woman. She she's actually just one of my favorites. She was in the running to be uh, She-Hulk at one point, I think. So. Uh, well, I don't know if she was in the running, but people certainly bandied her name about exactly. Um, which, like, I don't know that I would have been against it, but I can kind of understand why they went with um, Tatiana Maslany because her size is very very diminutive. Uh, so therefore, the change, the transformation that would occur would be more drastic, uh, whereas Stephanie Beatrice is fairly tall. Yes, she uh, is. So it, it, it'd be sort of like when they were like, oh, we're going to cast Brigitte Nielsen as She-Hulk. It's like, <laughs> why? You just basically painted All the effects are just to make her small. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's the fun in that? Whereas, I mean, not in Stephanie Beatrice, I do think is very talented. Uh, but if you've ever seen Orphan Black from BBC America starring Tatiana Maslany. Um, it was five seasons long and she plays 23 different characters in the course I've of the entire series. I've heard it's good. I've never it's seen it. It's never crossed my path. Phenomenal. Uh, she, I, I think she finally won an Emmy in her last season, but she honestly should have won an Emmy like every single year that that show was on. Uh, it's it's a it's a pretty decently high concept sci-fi series. Um, it does take place it it's Canada, but they never expressly state that it's Canada. Um, but she is just like so insanely talented. And the only other thing that I had ever seen her in before that show was uh, in a small role, a smaller role on Parks and Rec, where she plays a doctor that briefly briefly, uh, briefly dates Aziz Ansari's character Tom. Oh, and, okay. And then she like disappears because she's a doctor who goes to Doctors Without Borders in like Rwanda or something like that. And uh, that was it. Like that was all I knew of her. And my wife and I just started checking. She actually watched it for a, about half a season before me. And she was like, "Please just watch the show, like, because I'm gonna have to rewatch it if you don't start now." And and like, I'm I'm in it. I'm I need you to check it out. <laughs> I was like, "All right, cool." I mean, like, come on, I'm on episode push, seven. If you're pushing me, I'll I'll do it. Uh, but a lot of people were were saying like, "Oh, is it going to be Tatiana Maslany as as uh, She Hulk?" Uh, or oh, we're hoping it's going to be Stephanie Beatrice. I'm like, honestly, between those two, you have incredibly talented actresses, and I wouldn't be upset either way. Um, well, if you think of the character, though, and, and I'm not a huge She-Hulk fan, but if you're looking like the yin and yang, uh, you know, of like the transformation process, uh, Stephanie, she's always portrayed so far like a gruff character. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and like her as I could totally see her as, you know, Hulk mode. 
you know, but you know, doing the yin yang thing. Well, the, the, the funny thing is, um, if you know Stephanie Beatrice primarily from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Nine Nine, uh, Nine Nine, uh, <laughs> but if you know her primarily from that and and only that, I mean, like you you haven't really delved into anything, yeah. any interviews she's done or what have you. Um, she is so far removed from Diaz in Brooklyn Nine Nine. She actually <laughs> sounds like she's kind of bubbly. Um, she her voice is she definitely affects that like. I'm speaking like this, so I don't show any emotion whatsoever. But when she's actually like herself, she's like, hi, I'm Stephanie. And it's like, okay, I get it. You're actually like a pretty sunshiny person. Okay. Thank God you're not like being typecast. That's that's excellent. Yeah. But Joe, Joe um, Latrulio Doyle is still always Doyle. Yeah, I mean, he he is <laughs> he has just been like any number of characters from the state in my head for like two decades so oh yeah no he's still walking around with shoes that sound like piggies when you jump so (laughs) that is a deep cut for state fans out there so but i think it was in the it was in the pilot episode so yeah it was um (laughs) but yeah like i will throw a bank of kittens into the into the ocean what (laughs) my but uh Stephanie Beatriz, she she did a lot of stage work for a long time before Brooklyn Nine Nine came along and got her exposed to a much wider audience on a national level, uh, and I think that has served her very well with being able to um, be in in the Heights for Lin Manuel yep. Miranda, uh, and then being the voice of the main character in Encanto for Disney, which also was developed by Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, and that's that's fantastic. I mean, he clearly likes to work with the same people. If you watched In the Heights and you like Brooklyn Nine Nine, well, you've seen some crossover there because Jimmy Smiths and Lin Manuel Miranda both play um, Amy's father and brother, respectively. And Jimmy Smiths plays, uh, uh, you know, one of the a father figure in In the Heights, the movie. And Stephanie Beatrice, who plays Diaz in Brooklyn Nine Nine, is also there. So you know, there's just a lot of interconnectivity, and it, it shows you, like, you know, a lot of times it's about who you develop professional and um, you know personal uh, relationships with. And uh, I just I'm so happy that she's she's like popping up in all these different places now because it's I think always a concern for an actor when they get into a fairly iconic role where she's just you know that deadpan matter of fact no bs type and you don't want to play that forever you know and so now we're we're seeing her branch out and she's able to use the the singing talent that she was able to develop on stage in these movies and, and what have you it's it's great um too bad that she wasn't cast as she hulk but that's not to say that there's not something else down the road for her i mean for crying out loud if um jamila jamil can go from being a VJ in the UK to her very first acting role ever at, in The Good Place by Michael Schur, and now she's playing Titania in She-Hulk, then there's definitely places like, you know, there's, there's roles and places for somebody who's had even more training and experience like Stephanie Beatrice. That's well, cool. It, That's cool, man. It, there is, though. She played Batwoman in Catwoman Hunted, which is going to mm-hmm. skyrocket her career. Oh, you mean yeah. Batman Woman? Batman Woman. 
So, so um, just to continue down the list, we have another alum of uh, some uh, fam famous uh, people here, Kelly Hu. So, uh, Kelly Hu. I don't know, Kelly Hu. Famous for her role as Lady Deathstrike in X2, one of my Ooh. personal favorites. So, she was also, Hugh, it's H-U. So, who is the name of the woman in the show? <laughs> We're talking about her first. <laughs> what? Talking about who? <laughs> No, no, what's not here? That's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, he's on third. <laughs> so so Kelly Hugh uh, repri reprises her role as Cheshire, which she does on Young Justice. I've been watching Young Justice all week. I mean, I'm this was just like a perfect dovetail for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, perfect. League of Shadows, no problem. She's there. So that's pretty cool. Another one, uh, Keith David shows up as Tobias Whale, which um, th that character is awesome on Black Lightning. If you've ever seen seen it and i mean keith david awesome great actor he did the voice of spawn in in that uh, uh old hbo uh series that was pretty cool jonathan banks is a name that you may not recognize but you know his face so you, you know him if you've I ever watched Breaking Bad. too <laughs> yeah oh, oh absolutely well he, he was interesting too because uh, he played black mask in this one and black mask is a huge character in selena kyle's world oh, just breaking breaking bad and that's Breaking Bad. That's Mike. Yeah. You know, Mike, he's hanging Mike, out and uh, Better Call Saul. He also played Ben Wyatt's dad in Parks and Recreation. Another Michael oh, Scherz show. Yeah. No freaking kidding. I didn't realize that. Yeah, and the and the woman that plays his girlfriend who turns out to be pregnant, uh, Ulani is the character's name. She was actually the first person cast as April Ludgate before they decided to go with Aubrey Plaza instead. Oh, Aubrey's great. Yeah, I'm just a fucking font of useless shit. <laughs> All right, well, you'll, you'll love this one, and I bet this will also go nicely. So uh, Lauren Cohen is uh, playing Julia Pennyworth, who's one Thank of the uh, agents. Yeah, and, and also also she did the voice of War Woman on the Invincible um, show. Like the and cartoon also, show on Amazon. she played Martha Wayne at the beginning of Batman v Superman alongside Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Thomas Wayne. I did not know that was her. Yes, that was her. Hey, why did Leo, we say that's, that name? That's, that's Lauren Cohen. <laughs> Martha, why did you say that name? Lauren, why did you say that? <laughs> it's the actress who played my mom. Might me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the actress that played my mom. No, it's I still remember the first thing I ever like saw Lauren Cohen in, and and I'm I'm sad to say that I saw it, uh, but it was um. Van Wilder, The Rise of Taj. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible, but she's in it. <laughs> she, yeah. If she's you think about, if you think about um, him, though, he is a pretty good actor to be pulling off Taj, and you're like, wow, that's the exact opposite of who you are completely. You must be well, a I great mean, actor. That's one of the funny things about uh, the Harold and Kumar movies, too, is that John Cho and um, uh, the, the, uh, Cal, Cal Penn. Mm -hmm. Both have said like, like they're best friends in real life, uh, but Cal Penn is actually like Harold in real life, and John Cho is the one who's like Kumar. That's so, so they funny. are they oh, are wow. basically playing one another on screen. It, 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 I read it in an interview like they just they have an absolute fucking blast. I mean, it's like those two dudes, Neil Patrick Harris and Ryan Reynolds, they legitimately all became like this because of that first movie like they are they are boys and uh that just like i love that shit what about you know? tech money is he included tech money yeah he was 
remember him from MTV? You think he was on Road Rules? No, no, <laughs> I, I, mean, I know, I know Tech. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't was, think he is. I do yeah, not I think don't, he is. I don't think so either. So, oh, God. Um, going on here. So, um, there's uh, Barbara Minerva is kind of like our, our heavy in this, and Barbara Minerva is the cheetah. She's played by Kirby Howell Baptiste. I was not as familiar with her. I guess she's best known I for am. her role of Killing Eve. Um, do you have any insight on on uh, Kirby? Yeah. Um, funny enough, I've never seen a single episode of Killing Eve, but my wife absolutely adores it. Uh, huh. Once again, though, still had no idea who she was. Good place. But she plays the character of Simone in The Good Place. Michael Schur. NBC show four seasons. It's all about what happens in the afterlife. And she is also going to be playing death in the Sandman adaptation. That's who's playing Netflix. And I'm telling you right now, watch, watch the good place. Uh, She pops up in season three. She's in seasons three and four. And when I found out that she was, she was cast as death for this series. I was over the moon. Absolutely over the moon. Because she is like energetic and bubbly and really smart and funny as Simone in The Good Place and doesn't put up with anybody's shit on top of it. And that is exactly what you need for death. Exactly. She's, and, um, she's also in Barry. Have you guys seen yes. Barry? Oh, yeah. I've only seen like the first like. Barry, few... what are you doing, Barry? <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw the first few episodes. I it just fell into like one of the things I like least about television shows. And like, I, I hate it when the motivation for somebody to do something is because a member of the opposite sex is doing a thing. Like, I, like I hate that. I absolutely cannot get behind it. I mean, I mean like why he took the acting class. It becomes part of his motivation for, for doing the acting class, like being um, around her feeling human. Uh, you gotta remember, uh, I stopped watching like yeah. halfway through the first season because it, that's all I kept seeing. And I'm like, I was much more interested when it was like, this guy is kind of going through his whole, like maybe there is like a point to life kind of deal. And yeah. instead he's like, Oh, maybe the point to my life is like do this acting thing. And like, I really like, like this girl. So I just kind of want to keep doing this so I can, I can like learn it and be around her. And I'm like, okay. I got the feeling he's, and I would highly recommend definitely giving it another shot. And I know we, we need to continue here, but uh, with, with Barry, um, I got the the feeling that, you know, he used her as like a bridge to like, he, he desperately wants to get out of uh, the killing people game. You know, he, he's looking for a normal life and she's, you know, just, just a bridge to it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know. For for my part, watching it in you know, barring the the acting portion of it, but you know, Hitman who's been doing this, he's really good at it. But he's starting to like get this nagging feeling that like you know, there's there's actually meaning, you know, and that's what he's been missing. Like, oh wait, like I've kept myself away from being part of like society so I can kill anybody in it. But I think maybe it'd be better if I were part of it. That's essentially what it boils down to, and I can appreciate that. But like, I would much rather rewatch the movie Gross Point Blank. Yeah, I, I mean, you're not you're not wrong there at all. Like, I I totally get it, and this is totally ripping off uh, Gross Point Blank to a point. 
and then it well, gets to be its thing. own I don't thing. Want, I don't want to say that it's yeah. ripping it off. Like I, I understand. No, it is. Like that, that's where the idea came from. Absolutely, but it's I it's a little different. I understand yeah. the nuance, um, but it's just I like I said. I just have I have difficulty, especially for a series, even if it's black comedy, like dark comedy. That's fine. I I I like things on the dark side. It's not a problem, but you know I, I just I don't think it rings true. Uh, especially when you're trying to go for verisimilitude in the laughs, in the darkness of everything, um, to to have even even remotely have someone's motivation be another person. Like I think I think it should be something that speaks to them. Like even in Gross Point Blank, his ex who he left was not the motivation for him starting to feel that way. It never was. He was put into a situation where he had to confront her and he just like swallowed his pride and went to apologize to her and that was not his intent but it happened whereas barry he like kind of trips into it and he starts getting kind of like these grander ideas which i appreciate but i wanted to see him focus more on himself than the external shit that he felt was was gonna like bring him to where he wanted to go it and sounds so much like Dexter, like what you're talking about. Like that sounds like a good episode I, I, of Dexter. I was, ju- I was just <laughs> going to make a joke about that. They all can't be Dexter New Blood. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking. I'm like, you're you're right, Brandon. That's why we liked Dexter seasons one through three. You know, yeah. so, I mean, I'm but right. and, and you know, Leo, you're right too. Like they can't all be Dexter. But you know, like wouldn't it be great if they didn't all just try to fucking be the same when it comes to that kind of shit? <laughs> Is like, yeah, don't be Dexter, but like, don't be everything else either. Though there's not there's not a line in the sand between those two. It's not like here's Dexter and then everything else. Well, you don't want to be Dexter, so go be everything else. You know, it, it's it's like it's like um one of the best examples I can think of for uh like a comedy something like that is um Breaking In. It was on Fox, and the guy's motivation in the played by Brett Harrison, who was an actor I like. He was in the oh, I love him. Um, yeah. The there's a and girl the on the show who was played by uh, Odette Annabelle, and uh, he really liked her, but she had a boyfriend who was played by Michael Rosenbaum, and he was a dink, but he was good to her. Like he, you know what I mean? He wasn't a bad boyfriend. He was just a dipshit. That's all. And Brett Harrison, who's the main character of the show, he's like, he's such a douchebag. I really like her. I'm, she needs to break up with them. I'm going to try to figure out how to break them up so she'll be with me. I'm like, how are you supposed to be the sympathetic character here? I don't understand you. You just oh, described wait. my problem with every um, every Hallmark movie where it's like, oh, <laughs> hey, I'm going to support you to make your pumpkin soaps or whatever or anything like that. But, you know, I'll give you the time you need to be away from the big city. Yeah. Oh, no, and, you found someone who has a pickup truck and a dog and now I'm dog shit. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. you know, well, that's and that's actually one of the things I appreciated about this movie is the fact that like Catwoman is, you know, the main character. But there's certainly an ensemble effect that takes place. Uh, but Batman does not show up as a character and he really has oh yeah spoiler alert so that is a total spoiler yeah um, batman woman does show up though so there is that <laughs> uh but her attraction to batman and the chemistry she has with him it had nothing to do with the story that they were telling like uh, the, they it, didn't they didn't make her relationship with batman the driving force behind the narrative no but they mentioned it a couple times and but that's okay it, to mention it that is like, it, it was, was clear that that was off limits in this movie. Yeah, it was not a motivation by any stretch. Only and, he uh, can call me cat. Exactly. And yeah. and that's um 
Well, I, I, let me just go through. I've got, yeah, I've got yeah. just, just two others I'm going to do. I'm not going to go over everybody, but we've got a couple others. Steve Lum shows up as Solomon Grundy and um, Agent uh, King Faraday by the Jonathan Freaks. Yes. So that was, uh, that was a pretty cool surprise to see him. So that's that's the cast. That's pretty much the cast for this. Um, did we do a synopsis of it or? Uh, well, we did the. Um... Yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, uh, the brief one, uh, but I I do have more. So uh, Catwoman hunts for the cat's eye emerald, but finds herself hunted by Le uh, Leviathan and Interpol. Interpol, in turn, use her in their hunt for Leviathan's leaders. It is ultimately revealed that Catwoman was also hunting Leviathan from the beginning. Uh so uh, this movie was written by Greg Wiseman, who is the producer of Young Justice and the creator of Gargoyles and Spectacular Spider-Man. And uh, this here, um, they, he said it's uh, Young Justice canon adjacent. That makes sense because you've got the Cheshire there. So, yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really odd because it's a mix of a couple different stories. You've got Selena's big score by uh, Darwin Cook, and, and I, I forget if it was Brubaker that did that one. I think but, it was. Um, yeah, Brubaker and Darwin Cook. So that was like a really, really big one involving Black Mask. So, um, and it's also kind of a mix of you've got like some other elements going on, like Tobias Whale shows up at various points in in you know uh, Selena's life and career and stuff, and King Faraday. You know, it's so it's it's kind of like a mix mismosh or whatever you want to call it of like different stories. Yeah, and it, the the style of Catwoman, uh, I it's very close to her style now in Rebirth. Uh, I don't know if they've copied that style previously. That's that's the Darwin Cook design, actually. Okay. So that that's when it started. And then it went into like the hush design that Jim Lee did. And that's kind of like the finalized look that we have. Gotcha. So, and um, I don't know if you guys are big on anime or anything like that, but this is an anime just the way that it's been. Uh, no. Animated all that. So, well, I, we didn't mention that from the beginning. So it, it's got kind of like that anime aesthetic to it. Um, yeah, like there's a fucking episode of Gundam Wing in the middle of this fucking <laughs> I have that soundtrack. <laughs> I'm like watching, I'm watching the thing. I'm like, did that, did that dude just fucking go mobile suit on her ass? Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Is, it happened. Yeah, when I heard Mannheim, I'm like, oh shit. So, well, yeah. so so the director uh, actually worked on Mobile Suit Gundam as well. Nice. Of course he did. Nice. Uh, I believe. It's oh, by the way, uh, real, real quick. I mean, villains and stuff that showed up. I mean, I yep. we're gonna, we're just gonna jump all over. Oh, yeah. Place, anyway, yep. I know. Um, fucking Nosferata. I did not bother looking that up. Was she created for this? I've never heard or seen of her before. Right, Cause I mean, she straight up says in it, she's like, I'm new. And, uh, yeah. I, was, I was like, Oh, okay. Cool. 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 Um, got, what? I, I guess Talia? I appreciate the fact that she very expertly put on purple lipstick and eyeshadow before going to a fight. That was odd. Um, but for somebody who was, vampiric or at least like a half bat mutate um she's pretty fucking weak dude yep. like she was flying like she's trying to stay in the air and she's got batman woman and cat woman hanging off of her and she's like too heavy and i'm like 
Did you the, see the part where the two Bat- of them combined cannot possibly be more than like 240 pounds? All right. Oh, but but Batwoman is just standing there, kind of like just going dead weight, right? As yeah. she's pulling her up and like like we're assuming she's gonna drop her or something like that. I'm like, what is her end game here? Like what what is she gonna do? Like she's clearly aware that she's gonna drop her and she's just going dead weight like this. I'm like, it's the animation's a little weird in, in some spots. I don't know if you've noticed this, but whenever they're running, they look for a moment like they're running in place and then they just kind of progress them. The animation is really disjointed where you've got three different styles at times. Like, oh, look at this 2D animation. Then it's like, oh, the car comes by, which is clearly a 3D animation. And then uh, you've got like what, what mean, the backgrounds look like. Do you mean the Catmobile? Yeah, that is totally based on the McDonald's toy too. <laughs> did you did you notice the the letters on the license plate for a car too? It was like YTKM, and if you rearrange them, uh, it basically like it, an anagram minus vowels uh, spells out my cat. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, no, yeah, I, I looked right right away. I was like, oh, if you switch those letters around, it's my cat. And she was like, oh, my wife was like, oh, I'm glad I married you. <laughs> wow that's great that you can do that you want to like balance the checkbook <laughs> what no i have an app for that what are you insane <laughs> um but yeah like it was it was actually kind of fun because dara sat down and watched the movie with me and i actually she had no idea at the start of it when they go to the masquerade uh party that the costume that selena is wearing was her original appearance costume from the comic books the the purple and green and everything like with, when the she finally took, yep. with the cape when she finally took it all off i was like you know that the reason she they had her wear that in this is like that's actually like golden age Catwoman. that's what she looked like when she was well, first designed uh black mask also made a comment something about old school uh I, yeah, I, yeah 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 you're right i actually think it's uh it's on my yeah oh it's yeah my shirt. yep yeah. i um I was surprised. I thought that they were working together for some reason because of the way that they arrived at the party. I'm like, is is she there at his behest to like rob from them? I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. Cause it was just like a little too convenient that like they had a, no invitation to the party. And then she just kind of shows up with him and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it makes sense. Uh, reading it now that, you know, she was also hunting them. Um, so just real quick, the uh, director, uh, Shinsuke Terasawa, uh, is known for Lupin. Um, I believe it's a she. Uh, Holic. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, is that? I, I don't want to know what that is. <laughs> um, Arc oh. the Lad. Bubblegum cra- bubble Crisis. Holy yeah. crap. Done some um, stuff. Gachaman. Yep. Gachaman is uh in, in uh, English it's it's different. It was uh Battle for the Planets. Battle for the Planets, oh. yep. Yeah, uh Mobile Suit uh Zeta Gundam. Oh Zeta Gundam, oh. yep. Yeah, there was uh I believe a Pokemon as well. So obviously she Oh she's... Project Aiko. No kidding. Oh, I like that one too. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, that in a dog's age. Not since Sci-Fi Channel's uh, Sci-Fi Saturday morning, yeah, right? God, for yeah. real. I, wow. I honestly think that's the last time I saw that. It's crazy. I yeah, and I'm, I'm a big anime guy. I I watch anime probably every day. You know, I 
it, it's one of those things where it's like I don't have enough friends to talk about anime with, so it, it just never comes up. But you know, I I watch it all the time, so you know, the style to me was not foreign, and I'm like the the animation itself, like the 2D style of animation for the characters was good in parts, but um, like the the interfaces they had were just really weird, and it just kind of it was kind of like at times really took me out of it. Yeah, I, definitely. When when I first started watching it, um, first off, I was a little thrown off. Uh, anime for a DC animated movie um, is very unconventional. Um, there was a recent Batman one, which I think was anime, uh, where it's... Um... <laughs> Big I mean, old thumbs down, eh, Justin? I don't know what else to say about that one, but it's like, hey, what does this movie have in it? Well, there's a whole bunch of monkeys that get together to form a giant mech suit made out of monkeys. You know what? I'm going to go over here and um, don't call me. So, <laughs> you know? That sounds fucking terrible. Yes! Ugh. Wait, there was monkeys in that one? Yes. Well, Leo's interest is peaked. No, no, no. I don't remember that. Uh, what, was yeah. the, what was that Batman movie? That was Batman Ninja. And it was, it was uh, something. Oh, okay. Was that the one that was like a seventies like no that's type of one? That was actually interesting. That was I, not Way of the Dragon or something like that, but it was something dragon. But that that was actually kind of cool. It was weird though because like everybody knew Bruce Wayne was Batman. And you're like, what the fuck? It's oh, like, Soul of the Dragon. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, so my apologies. I thought that was also anime. So yeah, Batman Ninja. Uh, I remember not not caring for. Um, I I truly truly miss uh, the days of Andrea Romano, who was doing the uh, the voice directing on these oh, things. The God. main beef that I have with this whole thing, like out of anything, is that it did not sound like they were acting. It sounded like they were recording sound bites that's exactly and, what and it it's just like, like like the whole thing is just like oh i guess i'll have to pick that up on my way back i'm like it literally sounds like she just came in and she was doing like a malibu stacy or like hey hey kids it's crusty the clown hey, hey kids <laughs> like, here's, right. here's yeah. the thing though like i completely agree with you because i thought the same thing um but considering that it was done in an anime style it actually made sense for that style uh, i'm not saying i liked it i'm not saying i agree with that choice but there were moments while watching the movie where i i like it felt sort of like i was it was like wonky because i'm like oh my god this is this is like yeah. watching a dubbed anime but i know that they yes. recorded this specifically in english that's that's how it felt to me really how awkward yeah. is it looking at uh, King Faraday when you have Jonathan Frank's uh, voice coming out of it? How weird did that look to you? That was Very. so weird. It yeah. blew. It just like blew my head off, and I'm like, no. I, I looked at him. I'm like, that's fucking Xanatos. I'm like, that's not what he looks like. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I know. I don't know if that's just me because I'm such a trekker, but it's like I'm glad he's in the movie, and I, I had to close my eyes at points when he was talking. I'm like, this is just so weird. Well, he, he voiced two characters, right? He, yeah, he did. He did uh, yeah. like a, a boss box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the end. Yeah, it was. 
yeah, that was that was definitely they should have redrew that character. Um, but yeah, and I totally get what you guys are saying about the the um the the lips definitely don't match the words in a lot of places. And there's some parts of the movie where the animation is just incredible. And a lot of times it's, it's just, it, it's sloppy. Yeah. You know? And definitely the flip flop between the 3d animation and the 2d yeah, animation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. honestly too, like I'm, I'm some of the, some of the writing insofar as dialogue and stuff was just piss poor. Um, yeah as well like you could they dialed some stuff in i mean they telegraphed it even like from fucking a continental way uh fucking batman woman gets selena kyle to jump out of a fucking plane and she makes it like halfway down and i turned to my wife and i was just like she's gonna land and then make some kind of comment about how cats always land on their feet and sure enough, that's exactly what she fucking does. And that's just one example of shit like that happening throughout the movie. Never mind the the extra animation for fucking weird shit that like you would never see a person do in a comic book or whatever. Like Selena Kyle, she's an excellent cat burglar. You know what she's not gonna do? Oh, I love that part though. Like where, where she's like sneaking into the house and all that. Yeah. No, I'm that's like, fine. That's yeah. fine. But but what she's not going to do is uh, on this the side on the roof leading up to where she needs to jump and pull herself up, do a bunch of fucking handstand backflips. <laughs> well, for she's no very, reason. Well, she she's very flexible. That's great, but like. This is somebody who wants to get in and get out, do their thing, and they need to spend as little time and energy doing it as they possibly can. So doing a bunch of fucking backflips leading up to the point where you now have to jump up and then do a slow pull-up onto a fucking balcony, uh, that's fucking stupid. It there, didn't there's even a look, lot of weird stuff in here. Like, um, it didn't even look like, good. The, the grid... Oh. You know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the laser grid. Oh yeah. yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh but not as ridiculous as that pseudo sex scene. Oh, that was oh, so awkward. Yeah. Did anybody feel good about that? I mean No, and, and it was like she was started flirting when the the cops were there. Yeah. Like she's getting all seductive on on the bed and then after they leave she's like full on like trying to seduce uh Batwoman. Batman woman. Um, Batman woman, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I was sitting there watching it and I was like, you know what? I completely get when Selena Kyle has to turn on the charm to get herself out of sticky situations and what have you. That's part of the reason why she and Batman have such good chemistry because in his fucking head, he knows exactly what's happening, but he's still human. And so he gets all fucking spun around by, by Selena and honestly her by him as well. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's why they are fucking Gaga for each other. But like to see her acting like that, it was just, uh, it was cringeworthy. Yeah. It was so drawn out. It was and very it, cringy. Yeah. It, it, it was obviously put there for the horn dogs, you know, the, the, 
But well, you know, here's the thing. With that occurring in the movie, it's the only it's the only time they give any indication that Batman woman may be a member of the LGBTQ plus community uh, because Kay Kane is a lesbian. Yep. In yeah. The, they, the they go over that in bad blood. But the thing is like, but aside from that, there's no other mention of it or what have you. And the thing is like, I'm not, I, I have no problem with, with that character and the fact that she's a lesbian at all. Like, why would you that, you know, there's no reason to get up in arms about that. Some people are gay. Some people aren't. It's just the way the world works, but they felt the need obviously to include it. And that should not be any sort of driving force for using the character. You should be utilizing the character because of what they can contribute to the story that had nothing to do with, the story it didn't help anybody it didn't progress a character or storyline it she could have she's a fucking cat burglar she's pretty good at stealing shit she wouldn't have needed to do all of that to snag something from batman woman it's just it's a fact it was a it was a power play or something like that and it, it just it felt really out of place yeah it was it was just not comfortable it was it wasn't sexy or anything like that. It was just, it was just odd, odd to, to say the least. Another odd thing after the, uh, that's all folks, uh, the line when she sticks the dynamite in Solomon Grundy's yeah. Yeah. mouth, why did it just his head and like, was it like his hands? His, his arm. Yeah. His, his right arm. I assume he went like this or something and his arm blew off, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I was watching it with with uh, my girlfriend, and she's like, "What? What's up with him?" I'm like, "Oh, he's an immortal swamp zombie. Don't worry about him. He's fine." She's like, yeah. "Oh, is he gonna really regenerate?" I'm like, "Yeah, but it, he'll come back different slightly. You know, it's it's a weird thing. You know, immortal swamp zombie. Also, uh, band name Dibs. Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just found it odd how just like his head popped off. You know, well, like, Leo, like, the reason why that happened was so they could make the joke about putting a, a power inhibitor collar on him at the very end because, uh, quote, he doesn't even have a neck. So so do you think that Cheetah made it through then? I don't think she made it through. Well, but yeah, then that's, like, that's the it, weird thing because like, she fucking does her best impression of one of uh, Vlad the Impaler's weekend guests. And... <laughs> Then the next thing you know, she's on like a fucking, you know, super gurney that's encasing her, but they don't have like a cloth or anything over her face like she's dead. Exactly. Any fucking wounds coming through her chest. No blood. You know, and that was fun for me, too, because, you know, her ears were were semi pointed throughout the majority of of the movie. And uh, Dara, my wife, turns to me and she's like, what's up with her ears? Is she like an elf or something? I was like. Lady, listen to me. I know you don't know a lot of shit about this shit. <laughs> but you know who that fucking lady is. And she was like, I don't, though. I'm like, what's her name? What do they keep saying? She's like, look, Minerva, Barbara, Barbara, Lady Minerva, Barbara Minerva. I'm like, yep, okay, keep going. Come on, think, think, think. Where have you heard that name? She's like, I don't, I don't know. I've heard the name Barbara, and I've heard Minerva. And I, and I literally went, remember the movie Wonder Woman 1984? And she was like, Oh, is that Cheetah? I was like, there we go. We got there. So why do you think your ears are pointed? 
oh, because she's still a cheetah. She doesn't look like a cheetah. I'm like, don't worry. There's still an hour and 12 minutes of this movie. <laughs> See, uh, I've been watching Vox Machina all week. So to me, I was like, yeah, this is par for the course. <laughs> uh, big cat fight. Big cat fight. Yeah. Twice. Really? They like that one. They used it twice. <laughs> I do appreciate how much larger they made her when she transformed into Cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a little weird, too. It was like, OK, it didn't look as bad as it did in Wonder Woman 1984. So. It, it, you know, like they definitely improved on that, but well, they also it, didn't have Kristen Wig playing her, so I mean, there were just pluses in those columns, all yeah, yeah, lots, lots of pluses. But if, but, if you oh, if you see Kristen Wig like playing Justice every female character, she's been in everything else. Oh, no. So, it's, have you like ever been in love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm the monster. You've known each other for seven fucking minutes. How do you have a conversation like that with a fucking stranger? Like, if you. I know we're guys and everything, but you would never sit down with a dude that you just started working with and be like, so, like, you ever been in love? Uh, you know what? I'm just going to eat my lunch at that table over there. Uh, why don't you come, you know, shoot the shit when you're done being a complete fucking weirdo? You're like, hey, when you're done, why don't you come watch me get into this bath? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> much like the movie Catwoman Hunted. So, by the way, is your is your cell phone water and bubble proof? Oh yeah. Oh, so that, that we completely we completely forgot that. Like that whole seduction thing was so she could steal a bat gadget to make a phone call because bat gadgets are not going to be password protected like an iPhone would be. So, you know. I don't know. It, it's just like there's Sound so many logic. leaps. There's so many leaps you have to make with this movie. Like looking at it, like even even we were talking about before, like the rule of cool, where you can look at it and be like, all right, that's kind of cool, like this. And like if it's not an unbelievable car chase or unbelievable acro acrobatics or dynamite blowing up Solomon Grundy's head or or some other like weird shit going on, it's like I feel like the movie just makes the too many leaps for you to be like. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll buy it because she's Catwoman. Yeah, I will not buy it because she's Catwoman. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah. I don't think I don't think the anime style did it any favors. Um, and the disjointed nature of the dialogue certainly hurt it. Um, I, I feel like it was absolutely rushed. Like it's, yeah. it's something where it's like if they had tightened up the animation so it at least looked cool all the way through we'd probably be having a different conversation. And, yeah, and like the, the, the way that they wrote this thing, it's like, all right, I get it. We're going to A to B to C. We've got a couple things going on. And you know at the end she's going to double cross everybody and end up with that jewel. But there's like – she had the most nebulous of, of like motivations too. She's like, they're stealing girls. Like, really? You said that once for five seconds and didn't follow through on anything else. So I'm like, yeah. who are you working with? What is this clandestine thing you got? Are you really altruistic? We don't know. You know, you're like, and do you only steal shit that has cat associated with it if you're trying to get money for stuff? Like, what's going on here? Can can I just say how like hard I laughed in the most derogatory sense because of how stupid it was when I heard that one of the fucking villains in that little fucking mini Legion of Doom shit they were doing was named Mr. Yakuza? Yeah. Yeah, wow mm -hmm. you've just fucking ran out of ideas guys huh just like ah he's in the yakuza and he's a guy what the fuck they, we name they him? literally like literally threw the kitchen sink at selena kyle because they're like all right technology 
demons, other dimensional beings. <laughs> oh, and the demons. What the hell? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> She, she, uh, um, I forgot the character's name that calls the demons. Uh, that was, um, La Dama, La Dama, yeah, yeah. La Dama, yeah. yeah. And her mouth is zapped shut. And, uh, Batwoman's like, Oh, she said you can go home now. Okay, we'll obey. Bye. Yep. Yeah. Abaddon will obey La Dama. So will you get rid of my mind at all. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that when was she, like when she like sealed the her fucking mouth shut with the stuff she shot at too. I was like, "Well, hold on, wait, did Spider Man just show up somehow? Where, where the fuck is he? How do webbing get on her face?" Seen the Constantine City of Angels? Did you see that one? Yes. Yeah. It is a brutal, brutal, tough watch at times when you go through that, and everything seems to have a purpose. It is written by you know I, I think J M uh, DeMatteis wrote it. It was my favorite comic writer you know just going through like that's a hard watch for me on some of that stuff where i'm like wow it emotionally affected me just going through this and it's like this is a good movie a great example of something that's out there it looks cool i can get past any of the animation bugs or anything else the voice acting is very tight as opposed to something like this where it's like what did you guys do did you just say okay um here you got three months make it work you know make it work yeah yeah <laughs> You have three months, designers. Make it work. Yeah, it's I I don't know. Like, and, and there's some some cool things about it. Like going back to what Leah was saying, the design for the character, very cool. They did a good version of Batwoman. They did a very good version of Sel Selena Kyle in, in that uh retro outfit in her other outfit. Very cool looking. Solomon Grundy, he looks like he's supposed to look cool, you know. But past character design, what does it really have, man? Yeah, well, it's looking at the, their past history of the last couple movies since they did the complete reset. Uh, so the everything got like lopped off at Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. Uh, they kept, kicked it off with Superman Man of Tomorrow, which which was uh, decent. Uh, Batman Soul of the Dragon we talked about earlier, which was awesome. It was, uh, but but that was like a made for TV movie. You know, that was not like. Like, um, you're going to see this in the theater, like Reign of the Superman. You know, it's not the same quick caliber, you know? Yeah. Well, do any of the um, animated movies really make it to theater now? It's all straight. Yes. Uh, I saw Reign of the Superman and Death of Superman together in the yeah. theater. I saw that one as an event. I saw The Killing Joke. and uh, Yeah, I Killing think... Joke, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. I was so disappointed walking out of the theater after that one. So, so there's a couple that have, and I think it's just like the more prestigious ones, really. But I mean, there's a dip. Like, I thought the Justice Society movie was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Teen Titans Go was awesome. Oh, wait, wait a second. Teen Titans Go see Space Jam. Yes. Uh, wow. That's uh, a that that's an episode of. Like a, no, this is listed as a. Anime. Yeah, no, it was done as like a like an hour mystery and science oh, theater 3000 yeah, style yeah. it was on cartoon network that's what did you watch that i didn't i didn't watch i that. recorded it but uh yeah. i i ended up not getting to it i, I can't yeah, I'm, I'm not judging you for watching it i was just curious oh no no <laughs> I, I i actually i don't mind teen titans go um it took me a while to come around to it but you know uh, i will i will give uh cartoon network it's it's uh it's propers because they played the show ad nauseum um, it, all the time. Uh, and I would wake up 
on the weekends and turn the TV on. And because I watched Adult Swim the night before, it would be on Cartoon Network. And I would just be like so fucking beat that I'd leave it on and these goofballs in team proud beat you into liking it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I think this is actually kind of entertaining. I will say that I love the way that Starfire talks in the show. It's fucking hilarious and adorable. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, if you've I, never seen it, night begins to shine. Holy crap. It's amazing. It's, it's like this futuristic sort of uh, apocalyptic heavy metal landscape. And you're just like, what the hell is going on? They're riding on CeeLo green. Who's a polar bear. What? It's nuts. It's it's totally nuts. Like it's 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 brilliant. It's friggin' yeah, brilliant. But I but I went to go I went to go see Teen Titans go to the movies uh in the theater, um, which was awesome because uh they they had Nicolas Cage voice yeah. Superman in it. Uh and it was the believe it or not, it was the last um movie appearance that Stan Lee had before he passed away. Oh wow. Yeah, like, I mean, he showed up in, like, one more thing or so after that, but that was his last one when he was alive. Uh, and I just, it tickled me that he did it, and it was a DC animated movie. Yeah. He was still playing himself, and he was just like, what, these are the other guys? You know, it, was, <laughs> it was great, and it's, you know, it was cool to see that, you know, all the bluster and distinguished competition bullshit from decades past was exactly that. It was just, it was just something to, to drive readership and, you know, foster an environment where people were getting like excited about what comics they liked or didn't, you know, it was all that. Those guys worked at the other company half the time anyway. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is people, people have a tendency to misunderstand that the Stan Lee, who we were talking about this the other night uh, on, 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 creators uh spotlight podcast but you know we're saying like his whole like excelsior true believer it that was that was an act that was not stan lee stan lieberman that was stan lee like stan lieberman was the real guy and um you know that was that was something to help draw you in that was uncle stan getting ready you want to hear some comic stories and that was that um so people people kind of conflate the the two. It's like it's like watching Jeopardy and thinking Alex Trebek was was like that all yeah. of the time. Wow, he knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be those little blue cards he's holding. You know? <laughs> That's a good point. Well, uh, looking back at what came out recently, just uh, so for some reason they say uh, League of Super Pets came out before this, but it didn't. We're still waiting for that to come yeah, out. I haven't seen that yet the last two animated is uh batman long halloween and injustice i mean long halloween was great injustice was absolutely abysmal i still Not haven't good, seen man. the second i still haven't seen the second part of uh long halloween but i fucking absolutely abhorred injustice that movie yeah, it's i mean so i i have problems with something like injustice just right out of the gate because my deal is I, i'm so fu- it, it, it's like if this is comparable to yeah. This is comparable to seeing Thomas and Martha Wayne getting killed, getting killed in every fucking Batman project. I'm tired of evil Superman. It's no longer a subversion of the trope of the do-gooder. It is the trope. You, you are not making Superman more interesting by having him become evil. You are, you are just plugging into the status quo now for how people try to approach this character. And I posit that it's more challenging to 
and and engaging now to write a story that has Superman acting and behaving, performing as Superman, and that's it. Like have him be the the big blue boy scout, the the man of steel. Have him be exactly the character that he has been as part of Americana for 80 plus years. Don't keep going back to this well because it's dried out. And Evil Superman, like this whole idea of like, oh, well, you know, every you know, just one bad day, that's all it would take. Like, well, see, that's exactly what makes Superman Superman. Is he is better than having that one bad day. That's why he's an ideal. That's why he's supposed to be the example that is set for us. Why it was drummed into his head by both Jorel and Jonathan Kent. And everything I see that has this happen, it's always he's still rocketed from the Doom Planet Krypton as its sole survivor, fucking brought in by an, a kindly elderly childless couple, the Kents, and taught how to be. You know, just be a good person, do good things for other people, don't abuse your powers, try to hide them from people because they'll never leave you alone. And for some reason, something happens and he just forgets every fucking thing he was ever taught his entire life and he breaks bad. And that just, there's there's a disconnect and it seems like nobody ever gives that that first portion any real thought. Um I don't I don't think for a second that if Superman were tricked into killing Lois Lane that he would fucking snap like that. I mean past the absolutely like emotional torment he'd go through, he does have a support system in place. He does have other people and they would most certainly make him snap to the point where he snap back where it's like, dude, you this was not your fault. You you would have stopped this if you could. This was done to you, not not because of you. Like, do you, do you get that? Like, you're the victim too, and that's important to remember. But instead, it always it, it leans towards this like totalitarian, authoritarian Superman, and Batman always ends up having to be like the good guy that's gonna take Superman out. And it's like, okay, that's that's an that's great why do we always have to fucking try to figure out how to get batman to like kick another superhero's ass like it just doesn't make sense to me and on top of it the animation for that movie injustice was Ugh. fucking abysmal yeah, you're not, you're not long, wrong man i mean it, the knuckle lines alone i just like uh what is what this i, I was like what the fuck is up with that dude's hand and my wife was like you mean lois yeah that dude <laughs> <laughs> Well, more than knuckle lines, even like the jaw lines, everything oh. had to super. Th- Why did you outline everything with a sharpie? I don't get it. <laughs> they, they just selected all, went to outline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they did everything on one panel, Leo. Oh my God. <laughs> one panel animation. <laughs> Spit soda all over my keyboard. So close. <laughs> It's my own yeah. fault for taking a sip. I should have seen it coming. I saw a meme like this, and it, it was something like MS Paint versus Adobe. <laughs> I'm oh like, it's MS Paint. They did this whole movie on Mario Paint. Oh, <laughs> <no>. Just soundtracked. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Oh, so we didn't even get to talk about this other piece, but um, so one of the, the big things that you notice first watching this movie is that they're trying to go with like this sort of jazzy music aesthetic. Yeah. So very similar <laughs> to cowboy bebop and all that. Um, absolute failure. 
every yeah, piece, I, every piece I, of music in this is an absolute it doesn't fit wherever they put it and i mean i, I hate to be so critical but it's like this well, is just not a good use of music chances are the music does match the words <laughs> everything is off sync where it doesn't match the maybe maybe I, you're right leo maybe maybe that's it maybe it's just a matter of syncopation but um i, I just I thought my, it was i like, turned to my wife when they when like they kept playing it and i just said see the key is you have to listen to the notes they don't play yeah i fucking hate jazz mm, i really yes, do yeah. i you know what it's like it has its place and if you're gonna do it for a car for like a car chase make it exciting it's not it's like, wah, 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 wah. and I'm like, all right, no, I'm not getting yeah, it. We get it. You almost know how to play a trumpet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, it's just one of those things. It, it, the music, they were really going for Cowboy Bebop and they just came out with like. They were going for Cowboy Bebop, great. the anime, and they came out with Cowboy Bebop, the live action show. <laughs> Disagree, uh, but okay. I, I've never <laughs> seen either. I don't care. No. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, you know, the Netflix one got canceled, so I hope. No, I, I get it. I I just um I actually liked it. So I hope I hope that everyone who enjoyed it like really you know squeezed it for everything it was worth because uh, apparently Netflix sucks. Yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, well, I mean, it got canceled. Maybe Netflix will pick. Wait, what? They're the oh no. <laughs> like, I guess Netflix won't pick it up and continue it. They only do that with NBC shows. Actually, it's going to M. Night Shyamalan, uh, Ding Dong. And, uh, Shyamalan Ding Dong? What a twist. Uh, he, he's going to do his uh, his uh, Avatar uh, rendition on it. What? Hold on. Oh, what? wow. Wait, hold on. Dude, I respect <laughs> the hell out of that joke. Wow. That's fucking... <laughs> that is brutal. Wow. <laughs> uh Oof. Yikes. So, that's so, like, so that's Brandon, like a gods of Egypt bad. <laughs> the, the, uh, Brandon, there's there's a beloved show called Avatar: The Last, Best Last Airbender. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, okay. I have a I have a sibling who's 14 years younger than me. I'm well aware that Avatar: The Last Airbender is a thing. Why? Also why why are you going to your? It's you should be watching Avatar. Everybody should be watching Avatar. I watch that. I watch Dragon uh, Prince. Be? I watch all of You're them. Not the fucking boss of me. All right. <laughs> No, I mean, I just never, I just never got into it. I it was never yeah. in front of my face. Um, I I, I that admit, movie I, was terrible though. It was oh, so yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, I I admit the um, I still need to finish the show. Um, but what I saw, I absolutely loved. I think I saw the first two seasons, and then Legend of Korra. Oh my god, that is so good. Now, Legend Sorry, of Korra, is that like a spin-off or a sequel? What is it? Uh, it's a sequel that takes place, what, yeah. 100 years after? Ooh, something, cool. something like that. Yeah, it's, it's about yeah. 100 years, I think. Yeah, Which because is weird because some of the characters are still there. And you're like, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. I, I can dig on that. It, it is actually really cool. It's um, They use the same animation style, and it was just like, okay, this is what happens, but the Avatar is someone who gets reincarnated and you get reincarnated as a different type of, of bender. So it's like, there's water, earth, yeah, fire, like that. So, and it always transfers to a different sort of uh, person to kind of keep everything flowing and make it equal. And mm -hmm. um, it, it's just kind of cool because it's like, it's really cyclical. And when you look at that, it's like, wow, this show has an exit strategy and it could keep going. That's pretty oh, brilliant. So, so 
it stands diametrically opposed to Catwoman Hunted because mm. they didn't know what the fuck they were doing by the time that ended. It's she like, made but, a joke about not having an exit strategy. I think. Yeah, she, she like it ends with, "Hey, remember, remember how they were they were kids." So, yep, um, that's she got the emerald and she's gonna like take take care of them. Yeah, I assume next she goes to fight the, Knuckles and Doctor Robotnik. The right? end. <laughs> yeah, she says she needs to make a stop into uh, what France first. Yeah, Maybe. she was uh, she was in the English uh, Channel or something like that, and you know, I don't know, man. It's 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 so weird. It's it's just yeah. one of those things. that's like I enjoy watching these. I I love them. I think most of them I have on Blu-ray. I will not be buying this one, and not since like the regret that I've had buying that uh, Death of Robin Blu-ray, the Batman Death of Robin one. Oh yeah, where it's like choose your own adventure. Oh, yeah, not even Dude. that. Well, it's that, but it's like, hey, we're going to take a movie from 10 years ago and then just add a couple scenes. Redub the voices, though, so you don't yeah. have Jensen Ackles doing uh, Red Hood, which is probably my favorite thing he's ever done. So, uh, I, I mean, he was so good in that role. I'm like, that was really great. That's that's kind of just one of those things where it's like, oh, now we've got this and it's completely different. And uh You've got John DiMaggio doing the voice of the Joker, and they, they changed that. I'm like, this is just awkward and gross. So not not since not since that, which came out a year ago, have I felt as bad about a DC movie. And, and I can only imagine it had a shoestring budget that they spent all on casting. And um, I just don't feel good about this one, man. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, so so I'm assuming uh, you're saying you will not recommend this. I don't recommend this. To, I, I think people should just watch it on mute, if anything. You know, just, uh, you know, if you can avoid it, don't don't pay money well, for this thing. No. Watch it with your TV off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just uh, uh, theater of the mind it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Everything that you wish would happen in it, just think about that. It's better. <laughs> it's better than what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, Brandon, on to you. I'm assuming uh, not recommending. No, no, I, I would, I would, I would recommend, I would recommend wearing a yarmulke to a white pride rally before I wow. said you should watch this fucking movie. I, I started off saying I did not like it at all. And I, I'm sticking to my guns full force. Like yeah. this was not good. It was an hour and 18 minutes of my life that I'm going to have to account for at the pearly <laughs> gates. Like this may legitimately keep me from getting into heaven. Out of the I, I, I will clarify. I'm not. I'm not at Brandon's level because there are some things that I like. Like I like Elizabeth Gillies. I think that if she had better direction, she would have been a lot better. And you know, just if if things had worked better in the movie, you know, and and well, I mean, was, I agree with you. If things yeah. had worked better in the movie, it would have been a good movie. Alas, yeah. I have no problem with how she delivered her lines. Just that it seemed like they came a little too late. After I'm like, oh, you're I'm talking, just, but it's I'm, a little late. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna be there with St. Peter, and he's gonna be like, all right, let's take a look. And all right, well, yeah, I mean, you probably shouldn't have done that, but just remember, know. he's not gonna he like the Nehru jacket that you're wearing. They have a dress code. I I don't really see any reason why you can't. Oh, hold on, you watched Catwoman Hunted? Oh, you buddy. own two copies of Joe Dirt. <laughs> Uh, are you you now you know what purgatory is right oh it's like kind of a limbo thing sort of a waiting room for heaven or hell yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know you, we're gonna have to send you there for a little while oh 
all right, that's that's fine. What's like what's a little while? Uh well here's the fun part. It's probably gonna be anywhere from an hour to a million years, but you have no sense of the passage of time whatsoever. Uh, but that leaves you plenty of, of opportunities to think about why you probably shouldn't have watched this movie. Have fun. But the waiting room is playing Catwoman Hunted. Oh, God. Oh my God. You have to watch no, the bathing scene over and over. The, the waiting room is playing Captain America starring Reb Brown. <laughs> it's like, this isn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's definitely not the best thing I've ever seen either. Yeah. Stunningly mediocre. <laughs> I would have killed for this movie to be stunningly mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been phenomenal. Instead, I was just like, all right, cool. I fast forwarded through the credits and then like got right into the movie. I was like, sweet. I've already shaved three minutes off this. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I I completely agree with you because I was the same way. And, and then I was just letting it run because I'm like, all right, maybe there'll be something cool in the credits. No. No. Yeah, and the thing is, by the time I hit like the forty-five minute mark, I I just hit the down button on my on my player just to see what was left, and I was like, "How has this been only been forty-five minutes when I put this on a week ago? I don't get it." <laughs> it's like the theory of relativity. Well, you I spend, purgatory, I spend, no concept I, of time. I spent I spend an hour just like <laughs> hanging out and shooting the shit with 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 like you guys, and it feels like five minutes. I watched five minutes of that fucking movie, and it felt like an hour. I, I was like. Just oh, yeah. absolutely like, bug nuts insane. Yeah. When it, when it was over, I was like, "Thank God, now I can watch the final episode of Book of Boba Fett." Talk about jumping from one crap fest to another, but that's a story. For I'll have to day. check that one out. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, yeah, that it was, was it was it, a disappointing night. It, it up was until I I got a chance to speak to all you fellas. It, it was a much heated discussion on the Dorkening. So uh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, so. uh, but <laughs> it was a much heated discussion. Brandon yelled for 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, oh, geez. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Okay, but cool. I of, watched uh, it. I watched it. <laughs> as of uh, Catwoman Hunted. Uh, yeah, I agree. Do not buy it. But if you have an hour and 18 minutes to spare and it's uh, on HBO Max and, and, and you and have I the account already. Or you have an hour and to spare in a friend who doesn't mind spending money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched Ernest Goes to Africa, and I find that more value added than this movie. Yeah, I mean, at least that has Jim Varney in it. <laughs> it, it did. Yeah, there, you know, there is a new Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> I, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. The very excellent Mister Dundee. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, is it 118 year? minutes long? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to admit there was a couple times where the animation I was like wow that's really cool and a lot of it was like ah, yeah, no it is weird um, so yeah I think the fight with Cheshire was cool right yeah yeah yeah, it, um, yeah. yeah it's, 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 it's tough man because Leo you have the reputation of, of being the one who like likes things and it's Mr. Just, Sunshine yeah yeah, uh, that's why I'm saying, you know, if you have time to spare, it's good to watch for the cool parts, but they're very few and far between. Yeah. You know, it's definitely an experience. Definitely fast forward through the the bathtub scene, uh, the whole airplane scene, just fast forward because the whole, <laughs> oh, my God, what she's doing on the couch begins the cringe. You know, it's like, what are you doing? It, it, yeah. 
I think if if any of you watching or listening um, do check it out, you may be inclined to agree with Leo. There are a couple cool parts. Um, from my from from my side of it, uh, I think the coolest part was when it was over because I didn't have to keep fucking watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took Black Max Black Mask too. I mean, he he was pretty cool, and and he's yeah. always just so usually just like so despicable, and um, he was a bit more subdued in this one, but. He's he's kind of cool as a as a character. I like him. Yeah, I, I I like I like how I like Jonathan Banks cast as the character. It was it was very cool. Uh, he and Keith David standing you know astride and and both spitting their dialogue out. I'm like, whoa, those are two very like tough sounding dudes, you know. And like it's so funny to think too because like Jonathan Banks is probably like five eight five nine. <laughs> like he's not a big guy. You know, you'd you'd see him and like he would not he'd be relatively unassuming, just like an older bald dude. Uh, but that that voice man, especially when he's using that to to convey and no other physical physicality to it, it, it resonated very well. Uh, you know, I to get a, an actor like him and then a, another actor like Keith David, who he 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 is also excellent and he's done so much voice work. It's old hat to him. He can probably do it in his sleep. Uh, they were probably two the two best pieces of voice acting in the entire thing, honestly. I would not disagree with that at all. I mean, just I mean, Keith David's amazing. The the only other one I would add to that is Steve Blum, who you can't even hear as Steve Blum. You know, when yeah. he's just going Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, and I'm like, yeah, this checks out. You know, <laughs> I'm like, it's like, yes, you're right. It's spot on. Well, you know what also checks out? Uh, us, because I don't think our show should be longer than the actual movie. Because we're right. almost yeah. there. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> fair enough. I get uh, it. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap things up. Uh, Brandon, where do you like people finding you? Uh, yeah, if, uh, if you feel so inclined, check out the Powers Combined Facebook group. Uh, group of dorks and geeks just uh, hanging out, sharing info, um, answering questions, having laughs. Our number one rule there is don't be a jerk. If you violate that, you will be booted immediately. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon's Powers and on Instagram at this Brandon has powers. I'm on the Dorkening Wednesday night podcast uh, every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, uh, you know, we're doing this, the Dork Night, every uh, couple weeks, biweekly. Uh, and uh, we are also doing uh, Comics Paradox, which will be dropping soon as well, uh, that covers alternate reality tales such as Elseworlds from DC Comics and What Ifs from Marvel, uh, and uh, in addition to story arcs and such like uh, uh, X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Uh, we just dive in and check out like what happens in the stories and what's different from what we, we know and what's been set. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, check that stuff out and keep your eyes peeled. Justin... Check me out on Facebook at the Epic Shells uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles group. You can find my other podcast, Epic Tales from the Sewers, anywhere that you find podcasts. I'm also on Geek Life HQ, which is another show on the Dorkening. And uh, you can check me out uh, every once in a while, hanging out with these guys uh, in the Dorkening Facebook page. And uh, for me, I, I run a little thing called The Dorkening. Uh, we got about 40 shows on a network. A lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. So go follow them. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond, but more importantly, check everybody else out. Uh, there's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. And uh, with that, catch you guys there. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>